Hey guys, welcome to today's show. On today's show, I am talking to Desiree Cocroft, who at 24 years old, started her own nonprofit with a friend in dance, and she is an entrepreneur, a life coach, and so many more interesting things. So I cannot wait to talk to her and really get to know her story. Before we get into this episode though, just a little word from a sponsor. So before we get started with today's topic, I wanna talk to you about a new streaming service that I just discovered. It is an excellent service for kids parents, if you have kids who are going to be home all summer long and you don't want them to just be sitting in front of shows that just are mind-numbing all summer and you want them to learn, because let's face it, there has definitely been some deficits from the school year this year with the pandemic and everything. This is a perfect opportunity for you to find shows that are educational and entertaining for your children. This new network is called Curiosity Stream, and it's a great program with shows on all kinds of topics that will keep your child's interest and help them to learn. There are topics like how climate made history, crocodile kingdom, space probes. There's also nature's mathematics. There's so many things that look amazing. The solar system. Personally, as an educator, as I was going through all of these shows that they had on there, This is not just something you could buy for your kids. If there are teachers out there, this would be an amazing platform for you to have just to help you in the classroom. And at only $19 for an annual subscription, it is well worth what you pay. You can also choose to do a monthly subscription, which is cheaper. There's a $2.99 version, and they have other... HD versions of their memberships, which costs a little bit more because the picture quality is better. I'm telling you, if you have kids at home this summer, or if you're an educator and you're looking for things to do to supplement some things in your classroom, go and take a look at Curiosity Stream. The quality of the material that is here for the price that you pay for a yearly membership, well worth it. So go check that out, Curiosity. Their website is curiositystream.com. Plus, if you put in the coupon code AWAKEN, you will get 25% off of the annual price. That is a great savings. I will have the link for the streaming service in my show notes, as well as the coupon code AWAKEN. All right, Desiree, so welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. And those of you at home cannot see her face, but she has a beaming smile, a beautiful soul. Um, So I'm so excited to hear about your story because I can't believe that at 24 years old, you were starting a nonprofit. I was so not doing anything very interesting with my life. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I'm yeah. impressed by that. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into dance and how that led you to this nonprofit and then led you to entrepreneurship and then yeah. life coaching because that's, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, it's all the things. So um Around 17, I was in high school and my first job was a teen mentor. Um, In addition to really having a love for the arts, I always did a dance team and 
uh, when I was younger, I took African dance classes. I was in talent shows. I did all the things. And so dance was always a part of who I was and what I enjoyed. And I also always enjoy personal and leadership development. So I consider myself like a leadership development, lead, a personal development nerd. And so by the time I was a senior in high school, one of my advisors told me about a job about being a teen mentor. And I was like, yeah. And so it just kind of opened up this door of what was possible. I was a teen mentor for a program where I taught nine through 16 year olds about self-esteem and self-image. I was like facilitating curriculum <laughs> at 17. It is so weird because it really set me up for what I do now. Uh, but I knew then that I wanted to work with young people and I wanted to own my own businesses. I didn't know what the how was, but I knew the what. And so that was a big deal for me. So while I was in college, um, I majored in business um, and I finished with my master's from Hampton in Virginia. And when I came back home, me and actually two friends uh, got together because we all like to dance. We actually all did a lot of work and dance in the community as well as dance at our respective churches and dance ministry. We did dance uh, while we were in school. And so we were like, we really wanna you know, create this environment that we can give back to girls and women, that we can do dance that we feel like changes the hearts and minds of people. And uh, we wanted to be able to do that outside of uh, a spiritual, um, actually house, right? So we didn't want to do it at a church. We all did a lot of work in our churches, but we wanted to do something that was in the community that had um, that Christian and spiritual aspect to it. And so that's what we did. And so we combined like the ministry of dance, but then just the mentorship of girls and women um, and a lot of the work that we do uh, also really made sure that the technique of dance was important. So a lot of our girls that have grown into women uh, really come back and they mentor the girls that are there. They go on to do their own things in dance. Some people start their own dance companies um, and some people go on to be artists, uh, go on to college and doing things in the arts. And some of them don't even choose dance. Some of them choose um, theater or they choose production. Um, and some people just choose work that has to do with uh, uh, youth or women. Um, so we uh, have a lot of people that do that. And a lot of our work is around women development, social justice, as well as um, inspiration and motivation um, in some uh, spiritual way. So yeah, that is um, a little bit about what we do. We started that at 24, not thinking that it would be anything big. It was just something we wanted to do. And then, you know, we started doing it. That is amazing. And I love the empowerment piece there because it's not yeah. just that you're giving back to your community yeah it's what you fueled in other women who turn around and then give back again so it's mm -hmm. almost like the circle and the cycle it's amazing that's so beautiful i love that and uh i'm still impressed that you're <laughs> young <laughs> thank you it's so funny because it was the uh, it was kind of like our full-time, part-time thing. Like we never thought about it as like a side hustle or um, anything like that, which is funny. It's kind of funny how you stumble on things or a lot of entrepreneurs, they stumble onto something when they don't really think about it creating income, so to speak. Um, it was just something we really like doing. We all worked full-time and this is what we kind of did to like give back and um, increase our own 
um, technique in dance and, you know, to be able to sew into women and girls and do things in our community and all of that. And then one day we were like, oh, this is a legitimate business. <laughs> like we probably should get contracts and like charge people so that we can keep the doors open <laughs> and apply for grants and do all the things that nonprofits do. So it's a blessing to still be open during a pandemic. Absolutely. Although we've had to do some cuts, you know, obviously, but um, it's great that we can still keep the doors open as most entertainment, arts organizations, nonprofits, theaters, people that are in that performance entertainment space are really feeling it, you know, these days. <laughs> but you guys are so important because I think what you're doing is such an important thing for the community and for women. Mm -hmm. um, what we really need more of right now, even after this pandemic is yeah. That is what is getting people through this, I think, really. But I want to say that you mentioned that, oh, we were just doing our thing and we'd, we realized like, oh, we need, we could be making money on this. And that's so funny because I really, truly believe that when you find your purpose, mm -hmm. that happens. It's like, it's not like a job. I mean, it's yeah. work, but it doesn't feel like a job. And that's, I totally understand what you're saying there. And that's really awesome that you found that. But what, so this has morphed for you now, mm -hmm. not just to do this nonprofit and what you're doing in the community, but now you're actually doing life coaching, which when you were describing all of the things you were doing with the young girls, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, yeah, that's exactly what life coaching really is. So yeah. that's uh, really interesting that you've morphed into doing that now. So how is that? How did you get into the life coaching part of that? Yeah, so it was interesting because uh, our nonprofit has such an uh, such an emphasis on mentorship and all of that. I've always kind of had that mentorship aspect, although coaching is a little, I mean, very different, but a little different than mentorship. Uh, but I've always had nonprofit uh, gigs or consulting gigs where I would do advising or counseling and things that are similar to coaching, but not exactly coaching. Uh, but I always kept my eye on what life coaching would be like. I consider getting certified and, you know, like taking it seriously. And then it's just one of those things that, you know, is kind of in the back of your mind and you're like, okay, at some point I really want to dig in and really get the training um, and the education around it so I can do it well. Uh, so until that time, I continued to focus on what I had in front of me. And then at some point I got a coach, <laughs> I got a coach uh, that is a lot like a life coach slash uh, transition coach. And she really helped me to unearth the things that I knew I still desired to do, although I was still in the space of uh, running the dance company, working in nonprofit. And at a part, a part of me felt like, well, maybe I, maybe this is how I'm going to realize those, you know, uh, feelings of coaching and empowering people. Maybe this is the space I'm supposed to be in. And so having a coach to talk to and help me really unearth those limiting beliefs that I had about myself around what else is possible versus, hey, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. And not that running my dance company and working at other nonprofits would have been a bad thing. You know, I'm actually still on the board, myself and my co-founders, we're all on the board. I'm the board chair, so I'm still involved at the same time the thought was like, well, am I supposed to be here? Like in it, you know, like in the business right. versus, you know, being an advocate in another space for the business. 
And so she really helped me get over myself and really say the thing that I desired or what I saw. And I think sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to see that vision of what's in us. You know, we stare at the ceiling at night, can't sleep, you know, toiling over the thing that we're afraid to say because time has passed and we don't want to say it anymore. And so uh, she really helped me get out of my own way <laughs> and start saying and writing and visualizing and putting, you know, the thought to paper again and just letting myself do it, like giving myself permission to do it. And I think that was really that turning point for me. Um, and so, uh, you know, after that, I still continue to work in my nonprofit, but I started thinking about how can I start finding um, opportunities to do more coaching, more empowerment speaking. Um, I started my uh, LLC a couple of years before finding the coach, but I kind of let it die. You know what I mean? Just kind of <laughs> let it die. Like, I don't know what to do. Da -da -da. You know how we do, right? I don't know what to do. Um, and so, um, and what's interesting is like, all because we don't know how doesn't mean we don't know what. And it's like, I don't know how to do it, but I do know what I want to do. <laughs> and so uh, just allowing the how to come and it ended up coming over time when I guess I was most ready for it because it catapulted me from where I was. I was living in Milwaukee. That's where my dance company is, uh, Signature Dance Company. And so I moved from Milwaukee to Philly. That's where I am now. And I took on a position at a Fortune 500 company where I actually do coaching full time for them. And that's when I also kind of uh, revamped my private coaching business because I started it and then I didn't know what to do right or I didn't know how to do it right um, and then when I left I kind of uh, had the opportunity to just have more discretionary time right I wasn't working during the day and then running a nonprofit at night so I was like oh I can work during the day and now I can really start putting some of my energy into uh, my uh, coaching business which is destination life and I'm so excited that I did because it's given me the opportunity to really, uh, you know, reach women and empower women in ways that I've always done it, but I have another set of eyes now that I've had the opportunity to have my own process <laughs> and, you know, having the transition that I've had, but also just more learning and opportunities to uh, strengthen uh, some of the things that I've, I've had in me, but I haven't had a lot of concentrated time in doing those things. So, and there's something about when you begin to have the opportunity to master a thing that gives you uh, just, just more perspective and just more to pour into a person. Um, when I, uh, when me and my friends started our dance company, um, I, I wanted to go back to school for dance. So I went to school for business. And so when I was 28, I quit my nonprofit job to go back to school for dance, to be in the dance studio with people 10 years younger than me, <laughs> um, because I really wanted to master a thing. Um, and so then, you know, years later, when I left to, you know, pursue really this uh, personal development and leadership and coaching people, um, it's kind of like I've been in this cocoon of mastering a thing. Um, not that I've never done it, but now I can just kind of be in this boot camp of it, <laughs> so to speak. And so it just makes me feel like I very, I very much sharpened my skills. And so I'm excited to be able to pour into people with that sharpened skill set. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, I love your story. And I love how raw and honest you are about the fear. Mm -hmm. and the overwhelm because we all experience that we really do 
Yeah. But I try to convey to people that you have to push through that fear, push mm-hmm. through, which really is probably the ego telling us that, oh, we right. don't know enough, <laughs> we don't have enough, we're going to be enough. And uh, I love it because the Zumba instructor that I watch sometimes, his, he has a shirt that says, your ego is not your amigo. And I, <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. That is such a great catchphrase and it's so true your ego is keeping you stuck so i love that you push past that push past the fear and the and you're always looking for ways to better yourself that's amazing and when you're looking for someone who is a coach you want to find someone who is always on a personal development journey because i don't think we are ever finished at all no (laughs) (laughs) at all and anybody that says they are uh, be leery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's a difference between, you know, being encouraging and empowering because I think so many people, uh, including myself, like when we're in spaces and we are there to um, empower, impart, share our uh, journey or share our knowledge, it can come across as if we have it together. And I think, um, we, a friend of mine, she always says like, why do you people always give disclaimers about stuff? Like I'm not perfect. (laughs) She was like, we know that. Right. And it's like, we should know that, but it's funny how subliminally we can look at someone and we still think like, wow, right. They probably have it all together. And so I think, although I do understand what she means, I also realize that sometimes it's good to like put those reminders in it. It's like, Hey, hear what I'm saying. But also, uh, let me help you know that this is, like you said, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey for sure. Absolutely. And I think people need to know that you've been through the parts of the journey that they are going through now, because Mm -hmm. that's really what I think sets apart great coaches is the ability to empathize and know where people are and to meet Mm -hmm. them where they are in order to bring them up. to a new level and sometimes it's a journey for both the coach and the client that you know Mm -hmm. you're both learning as you go through yeah yeah it's an amazing thing Mm -hmm. I love that so are you still working with a private company or now are you just solely working on your own I am still working full time. (laughs) I am. And um, I like to say it because I want people to know that that doesn't mean you can't do the thing that you desire to do. Some people are so quick to want to quit their day job. Not that they shouldn't, right? Right. Uh, But to quit their uh, day job and I want to go full time and there is no shaming if that's what you want to do. I happen to actually love (laughs) my full time job and the work that I do because it's aligned with who I am and what I do. And so with that, it makes sense for me to uh, stay there. But for some people, they might not feel like it makes sense for them. And if you are in a space where maybe what you're doing full time uh, doesn't have kind of like a, a end date stamp, uh, because I think that if you have that, okay, I know I'm going to work here long enough to do X, and then maybe I'm going to transition, great. But if you feel like you're in a place and you just don't know where the end is coming or when you're transitioning, uh, I think there's something to be said about making plans there. But at the but if you love where you are and you still want to start something, I'm like that's the best time to start something when you're you're somewhere you have that that security and then you also enjoy what you do, so you can make you know some time to kind of take that entrepreneurial journey without a whole lot of pressure yeah (laughs) making it you know your your whole income yeah that's a good point I think a lot of people they 
some people get stuck where they are because they're looking at the whole mountain instead of just the path that's in front of them, thinking that, oh, if I do this new thing, that means I have to quit my job now. I've got to mm -hmm. do this other thing full time. And that's not how it is at all. And honestly, it's easier to make change if you do it gradually and, and you know, one step at a time. Because what tends to happen is we see that whole mountain in front of us or the whole staircase and we go, oh, that's too much. And then we quit. Mm -hmm. And we never even get started because we overwhelm ourselves before we even get started. So I think it's yeah. super important to realize you don't have to, you don't have to have the hows. Mm -hmm. I always say that too. You don't have to know the how. Forget the how for now. Yeah. Uh, knowing the what is way more important because you can build around that if you know what your purpose is. And most yeah. people, I think that is the biggest breakthrough moment. There's just knowing the what. There's some yeah. people out there who don't. No that is so important. Like, you know, the what is the most important because then you can kind of identify what opportunities and what things are aligned with that what. And I do think that we might have this overall purpose, uh, but I do feel like in different seasons that shifts, right? Yeah. Um, as we change, um, what purpose looks like changes. And so I think about that in terms of my own personal vision for my life and my own personal mission statement. At one point, it was about empowering youth and girls with self-care and accountability and love. And it's still very similar, but you know, my scope has just kind of shifted a bit to uh, adult women or entrepreneurs or female professionals that are in transition, which is a little different, but not that different. But you know, I think that when you think about your overall purpose, knowing that that's kind of something that, you know, is uh, something you can keep going back to, but it can look so many different ways across our lifetime. And I think some people get so, and I've been that, and I've been people, uh, <laughs> I think so many people can get, uh, you know, just in our way of thinking like, if it doesn't look like this, then I'm not living out my purpose. And I'm like, well, not necessarily, you know, uh, I think getting clear on what it looks like right now. Uh, will give us a little more, um, I guess, uh, gratitude, right, around where we are right now. And it was a friend of mine, she pointed that out to me like years ago, because I was like, oh, I want to speak and I want to do more coaching and uplifting people and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, she was like, well, what are you doing right now? And I was like, well, I guess I am doing that right now. I'm just doing that with a lot of high school, college students and, you know, people um, that I've worked with in my dance company that are young adults and all of that. So it was like, oh, I am doing some of that right now. And it's just like, how can we just see purpose in our everyday, right, right now? Um, and appreciate that and let that appreciate <laughs> so that as it continues to change or shift, uh, we can make those changes as needed, but not be so anxious for it to have to look a certain way uh, right now, you know? Yeah, I, I love that you say that. And I think the important thing to remember too is that there's no one cookie cutter way that you're gonna fill your purpose. Because when you think about, I think about this as an educator, we're educating children for the future. So we're trying to educate children for jobs that have not yet been created. Right. When I think about when I was in college, you know, I wanted to go into business. We didn't know anything about social media. That wasn't a thing. And now all of a sudden the hot thing is to be a social media manager and mm -hmm. to know all of these things. That wasn't a thing when I went to school. Right. So I think people have to also be very flexible and understand that 
your purpose may be in doing something that isn't a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe, or maybe you make it a thing because it hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> right. And there are so many people out there who are innovators and have amazing ideas. So don't let the fact that, well, I don't know anyone who does this hold right. you back because maybe you're going to be the first, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that because you, you might stumble upon it just in your journey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that we're also often divinely given ideas that you think, mm-hmm. where did that come from? That kind of right. from my human brain because yeah. I never think of something <laughs> so creative, <laughs> but it's, I never ignore the, I guess the pull that you feel mm-hmm. in your heart for doing the things you want to do. Because I have to say that when you don't honor your soul mm-hmm. and what your soul knows is your path, that can be a very painful way to live because yeah. I've done that before and tried to deny like what I was supposed to be doing. And it just feels very much blah. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I love the way that even when we are like that, um, life has a way to bring, we're always back. We always get back. <laughs> we yeah. always get back to the path at some point, or at least, uh, like you said, there is this unction, right. That, we need to follow more than that. And sometimes it's, uh, have you read this book called The Alchemist? I had to say I that. I haven't, I've heard of it, but I've never. Oh my gosh, I love The Alchemist uh, because it talks a lot about, um, you know, listening and looking for, you know, the way that we are to steer life. And it's like, there are always opportunities to hear <laughs> which way we should go. And sometimes we just ignore it or we kind of blow it off or like, ah. Um, and even then there are the opportunity always comes back up. Uh, and it might look different because you might've missed the one opportunity, but I do feel like there are, are multiple opportunities. It might look different, but there's still a chance. <laughs> so we can just say yes. I agree with you. I feel like, you know, we all have intuition and that's our internal GPS. And if we listen to our intuition, like I drive with GPS, it's not a good thing because it's saying go left and I go right. And then it's like recalculating, like, why did you do that? You know. <laughs> and so I feel like that's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to your destination. There are multiple paths to get there. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we get rerouted, but you're always going to find your way back. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I love that. I love yeah. that. So now you're still doing this you have your nonprofit company in Wisconsin yeah. where you're doing the outreach and all of that. Um, and, and if someone were to say like, what would a typical day for you be like, like, what would they find you doing? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about today. <laughs> no, but a, a typical day is I actually get up at five. Some days I miss the mark and I get up at like six. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some days I miss the mark, uh, but if it's a good day, <laughs> I get up at five, I work out. Um, I love doing uh, African dance workouts, uh, dance workouts that usually keeps me motivated. Um, and uh, sometimes I'll do some yoga, stretching, sometimes hit, it just depends, but I like dance workouts because I'm a dancer. And then uh, after that, I like them too. I'm not a dancer, but I love dance workouts because I think they're more fun. Hey, if you can move, you can dance. Like there's no judgment. <laughs> uh, no judgment. This is a no judgment zone. Now, if you're trying to be on stage somewhere, somebody else might judge you, <laughs> but not working out. You do whatever you want. Um, 
but yeah, so I do that. And then after that, I do uh, prayer, meditation, journaling. I'll read um, either uh, something that is inspirational. Like I have different, um, I do a lot of nonfiction books um, on personal development and things like that. Um, or I'll read scriptures. That's, that's my way of uh, rebuilding myself. And then after that, I'll do like some learning and planning. So I'll get in my um, calendar. I use the passion planner. They're not an affiliate, but I do love them. Um, so I use a passion planner and stickers um, to uh, do my planning for the week. So I'll look at that. I'll look at um, my mission statement, my goals. Um, if I'm doing some kind of daily um, motivational kind of track with someone. I'll be checking on that. Right now I am. I have this book called The 5 a.m. Club. Uh, they have an app, so I'm using that on some days. And then I use another app on other days. Um, it's a, the other app I use is around the seven habits of highly effective people. So I do that. So I, yes. And so I do all of those things, um, or a combination, right? So that's how I spend my morning. Sometimes it takes like an hour and a half, um, because I'm getting dressed at some point. I eat my vitamins and supplements, protein shake breakfast. And then I'll just try to figure out what is the most important thing I need to work on right now. So I'll try to get caught up. Um, and usually I'll do personal business things in the morning before I start my day job, uh, and which is why I get up so early. So it gives me space to do some of that work. And then I typically start my day job at 30, 9 o'clock. It depends. I do a lot of training, a lot of coaching. Um, and so today was a training day. I actually drove an hour and a half away this morning <laughs> and trained two people and came back here <laughs> um, to do this podcast. So sometimes life looks like that, or it's me training for my computer. I'm at home in Zoom doing an all-day training or a half-day training or meetings. And then when I'm done, I usually try to take a walk or a break. Um, I'll go get a, a caffeinated beverage or a non-caffeinated beverage. I'm a tea person. <laughs> so I, and sometimes if I have meetings during the day and I don't have to be on a screen, I'll take them on the phone and walk nice. just to get outside. Yeah. yeah. Just to get outside. And I do that in like meetings that are low maintenance. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to be on the screen. We're just chatting. We're keeping, we're catching up on some work things. So I'll do that during the day as well. But once the day is over, I'll check in with some friends or family, you know, I'll eat dinner, things like that. And then I'll do things like this. I'll be on a podcast uh, <laughs> uh, when I have the opportunity or I'll meet with a coaching client. Uh, but I do my best to keep my weekday evenings not stacked. Yeah. Um, so there are some times when I get like after this, I have to speak somewhere on you know, online, but I try not to have every week like that. So that after work, like tomorrow is a good day for me. Like, tomorrow's a day where I have nothing. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> so, I can just chill after work and do whatever. But that's typically what a day looks like. My mornings are pretty much the same. The daytime fluctuates between training, coaching and meetings. And then the evening is like podcast speaking, doing some things for uh, my personal business or my nonprofit. Yeah. Here and here. So, well, yeah. I asked you that for a specific reason, because I wanted people to see that people who are very successful and who are very regimented, they always have their daily tools that they use. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned, you do meditation, you do workout in the morning and you, you know, you have these routines mm -hmm. that you do. And I just want people to know, because I think sometimes people think, well, 
you know, other people just have it better. But what they don't understand is yeah. you have systems you've put into place in your life mm -hmm. that keep you balanced, that keep you on track, that keep you healthy, all of these yeah. things which are important. And mm -hmm. that goes back to the seven habits, yeah, keeping everything balanced. And um, I just love to see what different people do and how their routines are. Because I think it, it sheds a little light for people that everybody can set themselves up for success. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that as a life coach, this is probably some of the things you do with your clients is you talk to them about the tools they need to use. Yeah, for sure. A lot around because uh, my day job, I definitely coach a lot around productivity, leadership, habits. Um, and then in my own coaching practice, I'm really big on visualization, clarity, uh, confidence, execution, um, I use my faith a lot in some of the conversations I have, if that is what my clients want. And so with that, it's a lot of tools on um, learning and taking that learning and doing something. Uh, and so it's so interesting. And you probably know this too, Melissa, when sometimes I'll talk to clients and it's almost amazing the types of things they have not heard of. And I feel uh, just really in a space of I've spent so much time learning that it's sometimes we can assume that there are some tactics, there are some tools that everybody knows about, um, but everybody doesn't. Um, and so with that, I think it's illuminating, you know, for people to work uh, with me and other coaches, right, uh, to be able to see like, oh, there is another way, like, yeah. this, is, this is what people way. do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, it doesn't have to be a struggle. That's yeah, absolutely. I love that. And thank you for sharing, um, you know, the, the habits that you put into place for yourself, because I love that. And I think that that really does help others to see. So yeah. if you have somebody out there who is interested in what you do or wants to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really active on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is the same, Desiree Cocroft. That's desire with two E's at the end. <laughs> Last name is Co. Thank you. Uh, they used to call me Desire E in college, I mean, high school. Uh, so uh, it is Desire E. Um, and then uh, my last name is C-O-C-R-O-F-T. And that is my name on LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm also active on Facebook. And that is also my website, DesireeCocroft.com. Uh, so they can definitely find me in those places. And then, you know, because I do so much around clarity, I do have a free gift for those that are listening around clarity, free 99. <laughs> and they, yeah, exactly. We don't, who doesn't want free? <laughs> so it is a bit.ly, so bit.ly backslash workbook on clarity. So that's just to give people something that they can work through as it relates to them getting clear on what they want. Um, I give them some tools to think about how they can visualize it. They have space to write those things down to get clear on what they want to do in a certain aspect of their life in the next 90 days. So that's the point of it. And so, you know, we can't do anything until we know the what, right? right. And so that gives them that opportunity. I love that. And I'm going to have all of those links in the show notes too. So you don't have to worry about writing all of that down. You can just go to the show notes and click on the links and it'll take you right there. Even though you're scrambling <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. I love this conversation today. Yeah. And one of the things that I always love to ask the guests that we have is if you were to leave our audience members with one piece of wisdom, what would that be? 
Uh, one piece would be to do the hard thing. So to do the hard thing, whatever it is that we feel like is hard, only feels like it's hard because we haven't done it. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. Just like when you were in uh, kindergarten and you had to learn to tie your shoes. <laughs> I, that was such a hard when I was in kindergarten. So hard. My dad to buy me velcro. <laughs> Shut up. That's hilarious. <laughs> not the kid begging dad. Like, please buy me the velcro. <laughs> so I'm not buying you velcro shoes until you learn how to tie your shoes. Because the ruse, I'm dating myself, but they were popular and they were really cute and colorful. And he's like, I'm not buying you velcro shoes until you learn to tie your shoes. So I had to learn to get the thing I wanted, but I thought that was the hardest thing ever when I was- It was, and it always feels like that in the moment, right? Right, and right. Then when we start practicing, it, confidence comes when we decide. So when we decide to do the thing and we do it again and again, and we get that practice in, it becomes less hard. So just do the hard thing, it's hard. It is hard, but it won't be hard if you start doing it. Absolutely, that's, you're so right. It's just because it's something you haven't done before. And again, it's that mountain in front of you. It looks way scarier than it really is. So it's the small yes. steps taking actionable steps. Well, I love that. I love that piece of advice so much. Yeah, it's it's definitely truth. I've, I've had to tell myself that over and over. <laughs> do the hard thing, Des. Do it, just do the thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, it was, again, such a great conversation. We got almost through an entire conversation without my dog joining in, but- That's okay. He was excited. Or is it a she? <laughs> like, he was doing the thing. I'm like, not ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Join the party. <laughs> yeah, it's just life. It's called working from home. It's what we all have to do, but- Exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And guys, don't forget to go and check out the free, um, the free content that she is sharing with you because figuring out your what is a huge, huge deal. Mm -hmm. And giving you this free tool to help you do that is amazing. So go download that. Go check out her social media and her website. And thank you again for everything that you're doing for empowering women. That's an amazing thing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And I want to thank you guys for being with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And of course, the greatest compliment you can ever pay me is to share my podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaopen.com. There you'll see all the services I offer, and you can book directly from my website. Don't forget that just for the month of May, you can get in on my new Awaken Your Magic monthly membership for just $10. You can try it out. We are having so much fun, so many master classes there, so much learning and support going on. You're going to love it. So try it out. You will not be sorry. And I hope, as always, that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.